very, very good Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Friday Live, March 6th, first Friday. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. Welcome. We're happy to have you here on this lovely day. A little colder out today than the rest of the early this A dismal season. outside mm-hmm. compared to yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yesterday was a gorgeous day. Little, I know. little early but spring. It, it allows us to be hopeful and teaches us the virtue of patience. Mm. We can't wait for more days like that, but <laughs> you got to pay the price. And we turn the clocks ahead this weekend. Don't forget I know. to do that. And, you know, we're losing the hour. That was the hour I was going to go to the gym. <laughs> oh, well, me too. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Next year. Wait till next year. Yeah. <laughs> next time change. That's right. Uh, we have a lovely program lined up for you today. Coming up a little later this hour, Patty Armstrong is going to join us, and she's written an article uh about Catholic evangelization. Well, we all need to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, Jim can't be here with the weather. He's traveling today, but I'll do the best I can. Uh, we are going to play Saint O the Day today, and uh, you can uh, win a fabulous prize. Also, next hour, Father Gary Koch is here with his gospel reflection. And then uh, next hour, Elizabeth Tomlin has written a book called Joyful Momentum Growing and Sustaining Vibrant Women's Groups. So she'll be joining us as well. Music. And I think we have tickets to give away. We do have tickets to give away. Yeah, tickets to give away to a concert over there at Father uh, Jeff's place. Uh, right, in Middletown, week, New Friday. Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might want to check your calendar. Do you have the date in front of you? Yes, next Friday, 13th. Oh, oh, Friday the 13th. Well, it's <laughs> going to be a beautiful tribute to um, the, the Irish in all of us. Uh, Emmett Cahill is a singer oh, from Ireland. Emmett, Emmett Cahill is coming to town. <laughs> we had him on. We did last year. Or two last years ago. year or maybe two years ago. Yeah. Uh, but they again are so graciously offering us a couple of tickets that we can offer to a couple of the listeners. So the first thing you want to do is check your calendar that you might be available on Friday evening. March 13th, and it is um, Mary, Mother of God, in Middletown. Middletown. Is it Cherry Tree Road? Yes, Cherry, in... Cherry Tree Farm Road, I think. Okay, well. Cherry Tree Farm Road. But Father, anyway, well, good I mean, Father Jeff Kegley. You're going to have to earn it, though. I'm going oh, to yeah, ask, we'll have to think of something. We're going to have to ask a question. We'll just give it away. We have to make you make you earn it with some good Catholic facts or something that I'll think of. And I know we're going to pray, but within those prayers, I, I want to include um, a prayer of thanksgiving to a little angel that visited me, you know, last weekend. Last Saturday, we were at the men's conference with a table in the vestibule of Mary, Mother of God. And when I returned from lunch, there was a nice little package and a little note there. And in the bag were a pair of black gloves. I should have brought them in to to show you. I guess Mm, some people are mm -hmm, watching. Black gloves with white music notes on them. So I was so excited. So um, Diane, you know who you are. If you're listening, I want to give you a big, big thank you hug. And that was just a wonderful surprise for that day. I didn't get day. any presents. No, Nobody I didn't get you know, any presents. The whole day was all about the men. So I was just trying to sit in the background and blend in and help Jim where he needed help. And Eileen but helped there. us out a lot. Yes, was... Eileen. So we had a good time chatting. But to come back and find a little prize on the table for me. So thank mm-hmm. you. So very, very thoughtful. And the interesting <laughs> part was at Christmas time, someone in my choir had given me a black scarf with white music notes on it. And now I get these gloves. It's a perfect Imagine, match. Just in time for spring. I know. Well, <laughs> that's okay. Next week, we still have cool days. Next week, I'll wear them on Friday. Yeah. All right. So let's pray. And uh, we've been, uh, I'll be doing this all month. We're praying the Memorare of St. Joseph, uh, p- placing our annual Radiothon under his patronage. Our Radiothon will take place on April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. 
Uh, and uh, that's only four weeks. Actually, four weeks from today will be will be in the, the final hours of the Radiothon. So we're placing it under uh, St. Joseph's patronage, as we do every year. I'm praying the memorari of St. Joseph. But friends, again, I do invite you to include your petitions, your special requests, your prayer intentions here while we pray this prayer. Of course, you can listen to us right now on any of our domestic church media radio stations, but also on our streaming audio off of our website, streaming audio off of our free mobile app. If you have an Amazon Alexa or Google Home speaker device, we're there just by saying play domestic church media. Also live video right now on our uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domestic church media. On our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domestic church media. And also on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org, streaming live video there as well. So as I said earlier today, um, was coming up at 6 o'clock, uh, George and Bill will be here. Um, we were talking a little earlier today, and I said, you know, it used to be the old days. It was just the radio station. We literally are going around the world. So you never know who's listening, who's watching, who's praying. So let's begin as we begin all good things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, O most illustrious patriarch, St. Joseph, on the testimony of St. Teresa, thy devoted client, never hath it been heard that anyone who has invoked thy protection or sought thy mediation has not obtained relief. In this confidence, I come before thee, my loving protector, chaste spouse of Mary, foster father of the Savior of men, and dispenser of the treasures of his sacred heart. Despise not my earnest prayer, but graciously hear and obtain my petition. And here, friends, you can include your special requests and your special intentions. And as I said earlier, we place today and throughout this month in a special way our Radiothon under the patronage of St. Joseph. And we pray for success and the best one yet to help us continue to this great apostolic work of radio evangelization. O God, who by thine ineffable providence didst vouchsafe to choose blessed Joseph for the spouse of thy most holy mother, grant we beseech thee that he whom we venerate is our, uh, as our protector on earth may be our intercessor in heaven, who livest and reignest forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And also I've been praying this prayer that Mother Angelica composed uh, for the network, but we will pray it throughout this month. It's a prayer for an outpouring of funds. And, you know, we don't pray these prayers, my friends, to be greedy, just out of necessity, because we do need you to support us. And as we prepare for our Radiothon, I'm praying that you open your heart to what the Holy Spirit may be prompting you to in way of supporting us in this great work. Lord, we ask that you bestow upon us the funds so that we may continue to know and love and serve you. You know your enemy is after us, and after your work, so that it might fail. Lord, we ask that you help us, that you will give us the peace and the joy that comes from total trust in your loving providence. We place this in your hands. You know what we need. You know what it costs to sustain us every day, every week, every month. Bless us with your bountiful generosity, and we ask this in the name of the Father, and in Jesus' name, amen. And our prayers to St. Michael the Archangel and the Subtum Presidium prayer, Holy Father, requested that we pray these prayers to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities. 
but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray, pray for, for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray, pray for, for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray, pray for, for us. us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray, pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. And again, friends, we thank you and just uh, thank you for all you do in way of support of this work because it is important. We do need it. And as we now lead up to the Radiothon just four weeks from this week, uh, to please open your heart and uh, pray how the Lord might inspire you to, to support what we do here. And I uh, have to say, it seems like we just had it, um, but maybe because it was it was a fabulous three days full of excitement and suspense, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's always fun. <laughs> but um, it was an entire year ago, but it vivid was, in my April. memory. But we were saying the other night, as you know, sometimes we try to flip through the stations at night. Is there anything to watch? You know, 600 channels and nothing to watch. But we'll fall upon uh, PBS, if I'm allowed to right. say that, yeah, PBS. Sure. And they're having yet another telethon. Regularly. <laughs> you know, maybe quarterly. I don't know. But it just seems like so than, I think it's more often, than quarterly. So often. So we want to do this once a year. Just do it once and get it over with, make it right, make it big, right. and then have another year of beautiful programming. And um, your ongoing support is just invaluable. We mm -hmm. would not still be here. No, no. If it wasn't for each and every one of you, right. that widow's might or that gift from. I remember last year was there was so much t turmoil leading up to that. And then the night before, or two nights before, when Bruce called and said he was sick and he couldn't make it. I know. I thought, that's it. I'm done. You know, but devil you gets in the in. mix when you think something good is about to happen and you have these distractions and your focus is moved to another direction and all sorts of crazy occurrences right. to um, right. keep you focused on what you're supposed to be doing and, and you know, put doubt in your mind. and. Right. Um, that that's not from God, and so we were so close to just canceling because of all the disruptions. And right, well, you stepped in, did a great job, and Bruce made it to the last day he was here. Right, uh, you'll be here again. Not, I guess, not the whole three days. You can't, no, but, uh, almost three days. You know, that's the week before Palm Sunday. And as yeah. a music director, yeah. you set up that little cot in your office. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Bring your jammies and your chamomile tea, and you just hold vigil until Easter Sunday. Yeah. So. We have to pray to protect not just us here, but we have many volunteers who are going to be here and, and, and be part of it. Of course, Bruce and Linda, and uh, just keep everybody covered in prayer. As, as Mother said in this prayer, you know, the devil hates what we do, and the devil is after us and after the work that we do. So mm -hmm. he will do his best to distract disrupt. us, to disrupt it. Uh, we're actually very blessed because we're on Sunday flying down to EWTN and— um, you know, just to spend some time down there. We we're going to be guests on Jim and Joy's show, so we can talk about that a little bit later. I, I have, have the time. Okay, so yeah. that. okay. Yeah. So why don't we um, um, do this? We'll go to a song, and then uh, I'll get uh, Patty Armstrong on the line, and she'll join us to talk about Catholic evangelization. So you stay where you are, friends. More to come on Friday Live.
is my shepherd I shall not want the Lord is my shepherd I shall I shall not want when the day is long and temptation strong and the cords of death Compass me. I cry out in need of deliverance. You take my hand and give me rest. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall. Even though I walk in the dark of night, I fear not, for you are God, and you care for me like the sparrow at my side. I shall not want The Lord is my shepherd I shall not Welcome back, friends. Happy to have you here on this beautiful first Friday. And joining us now is a friend, Patty Armstrong, who's written an article uh, in uh, CatholicLane.com. It's a Catholic website, CatholicLane.com, on evangelization, easy solutions for reluctant evangelizers. Well, Patty, we want to welcome to you the program. Well, thank you very much. Hi, Patty. How are you? This is Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. Good to meet you over the air. Yes, same here. And I feel like you wrote this article just for me, just by reading the title. Because, you know, we want to tell people about our faith. Sometimes they even ask, gee, you just seem so happy all the time. Why are you joyful? And the words don't come because it's not my comfort zone. You know, I I don't exactly know what to say. And um, it just, there's like an awkward moment where I want to share, but I don't know where to begin. So I... Envision, you have some very helpful tips here. I, I do, especially because I totally understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I understand the feeling, and I don't want to be that weirdo that people try to walk away from. Mm-hmm. Or, um, 
and 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 nobody wants to be because um, we 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 want to attract people right. to our faith and to Christ. We don't want them to say, "Oh, there's there's that weirdo on the street corner," or um, and it, it's a shame. But we know that a lot of times people will say, "Hey, have you been saved?" or um, yeah. are out there talking about Christ. That you know, this is exciting stuff when you think about. Um, when you think about if you go to a restaurant and you just had an amazing meal, you go out and you tell the world, like, oh, I love this place. Right. Um, and, and why are we so shy when it comes to church? Well, because we know we know people's reaction. Mm-hmm. And we'll say, well, it's not us. It's them, right? We don't, <laughs> right. We don't want to scare people away. Okay, but we got a little problem here because um, the Catholic Catechism says that by virtue of our baptism and confirmation— Right. That we actually are commissioned, we are required to go out and share our faith. Yes. So, so that's a little bit of a problem here. So, how can we do this in ways that we're comfortable with? Although we don't have to always be completely comfortable, but that other people are comfortable, so that we're drawing them in and not chasing them away. Mm-hmm. So. And, you know, that mission, us as Catholics have had that mission always unchanged, but it seemed like there were years and years where it was under the carpet, not spoken about, uh, uh, turned, you know, turned away from. And now there seems to be a resurgence about this, be a disciple, evangelize. And evangelization, the first thing you think of is are a lot of those Protestant religions, you know. Right, because they're bolder. Or you think about the people knocking on the doors. Yeah. Um, you know, the Jehovah Witness and the Mormons. They don't come to our so, house anymore because they, Jim is there. <laughs> I have great discussions told, with them. <laughs> I want them to come to our house. I'm ready for them. Okay, I'll tell you, that, that's funny. I'll tell you what, we, the last time they came to our house, they actually were walking away. They had had it. I said, wait, wait, come back. I want you to come back. We're not finished talking. <laughs> so, so Jim is equipped. Yeah. But what can you advise to some of us who feel ill-equipped? Okay. Um, one thing I would say is for people that are a little bolder, that actually St. Paul Street Evangelization, they, they will go out sometimes and walk the highways and byways. But, you know, they, they are located in a lot of the big cities, and it was founded by Steve Dawson in 2012. And he did start handing out miraculous medals. And um, it's amazing the effect he's had on people. But they also set up tables in big city intersections, walkway areas, mm. where people, if you have any questions, come to us. So people are coming to you. You're not going out after them and chasing them down. And that's kind of a nice um, opportunity because they do have people come up to them and ask questions. Yeah. Um, everybody who, you know, they could be fallen away Catholics, they could be um, atheists, and they pretty much help train people to, you know, go where people, wherever they're at. If they're atheists, just talk about, well, you know, this is what God means to me. Or if they're another religion, well, what do you, what don't you have, you know, what do you have against the Catholic faith? Um, and so that's, that's one thing that's out there that can be uh, a help. And if you go to their website, they have a lot of ideas and information, and they even can offer classes, I think, online. Hmm. Um, but, but just to tell you, I'm just going to tell you a quick story, because to, to realize the depth of how you can reach people in just a few simple words and very quickly. Now, Steve was out handing out miraculous medals, and he still does, and so do a lot of the people with the St. Paul Street Evangelization. 
And he went to a restaurant once, and he said, here, I have a present for you. And he gave the waitress a miraculous medal. And she looked at it and said, you know, my boyfriend used to be Catholic, um, but I I have a real issue with the church's teaching on abortion. Mm. So now this is all Steve said. He said, well, the church and science both say conception begins uh, or life begins at conception. Who am I to argue with them? Mm. Basically, he said one sentence, and that was it. Yes. Ordered his food, and he left. He went back to that restaurant three or four months later. The waitress saw him. It was probably like four or five months later. The waitress saw him, ran over to him. She was visibly pregnant. And she said, you know, the day I met you and you gave me that medal, I just found out I was pregnant and I was going to have an abortion. And what you said impacted me. Oh, my gosh. I know. We're talking about one sentence. Right. That's huge. Yeah. And so... This is what my husband and I just came back. I tagged along on his business trip to San Diego. And um, this is what he and I do. Sometimes we travel separately. I'll go to a conference or, you know, um, I've gone to movie junkets. And and we will pray, God, you decide who sits next to us and you direct a conversation. Mm -hmm. So I want all your listeners, I don't care if you're going to the company picnic or you're flying on a plane or you're looking for a place to sit at at a conference. Ask God, you decide who I sit next to, and you direct their conversation. Mm-hmm. So the burden is taken off of you. I, I can't even begin to tell you the amazing co- conversations we have. Our Lyft driver um, coming back to going to the airport just happened to be best friends with somebody I interviewed at a fish fry for a National Catholic Register article. Mm-hmm. We had an amazing conversation. But the, the one thing that happens so often with people I've sat next to on planes is they have said, it must have been meant to be that you sat next to me. Yeah, yeah. Time and time again, and they are the ones who, who start the conversation. Like, I'm not the one steering it. I yes. just follow their lead. Mm-hmm. And therefore, just take the burden off your shoulders. You don't have to figure it out at all. Just be open and willing to, you know, wear, wear your faith on your sleeve and just be friendly with people. And it's going to be amazing, the conversations you have. Mm-hmm. So that, that you know, this, this word, even the word evangelization or evangelizing, um, we've heard a lot about it over the past 20, 30 years. But before that, that was usually just strictly a Protestant thing. Catholics didn't evangelize. They, nope. they, they lived it up to the, the, the clergy, the religious. That's their job. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, you'd see those the, the men and women in black and white with books under their arms coming down your block. You <laughs> close your blinds and lock the doors. Cause, <laughs> you know, so but you are you know, you mentioned in the beginning that we are really obligated by virtue of our baptism to be evangelized, to be missionary. And I guess the problem is with, with most, well, I don't know most, but a good number of Catholics is they don't feel comfortable enough in the knowledge of their faith to be able to share it with others. Well, that's problem number one, but it's not insurmountable. You know, we can always, granted, when we're, they're not family members or people we see all the time, we can't always get back with them with an answer, but um, make your own faith meaningful because you can't go out and evangelize something that you yourself don't love. You can't expect to help other people to love it and to be drawn in. So good good statement there is, first of all, get to know your faith. There are so many books. There are so many um, you know, resources. 
um, articles, go, go on the Internet, get to know your own faith, get to know some of the core teachings. You know, well, what do I believe? What are the sacraments about? Get to know that. And then be willing to share that and just ask God to lead the way. Um, but you're right, Jim, we can't share something we don't have ourselves. Mm-hmm. But giving that personal witness, you know, and trying to be the light of Christ to someone, sometimes it's not even um, a deep conversation about theology or the tenets of the faith. It just could be someone is having a really bad day and they're yeah. really down and cranky and irritable. And you can bring them out of that kind of temporary darkness and, and be a little bit of light and joy to them. And they maybe they'll feel better. Their spirits are lifted. And in a way, you touched them, you know. You know, right. You lead with love. Now, I always wear a crucifix. And that's one of the things I say is wear a crucifix. It, it not just a cross because, you know, criminals died on crosses, too. The crucifix really is representation of what we believe in in our faith. And we believe we were saved by the, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so when you smile at somebody and, and you help somebody, they know who you are. They know what you represent, even though you didn't have to um, evangelize them specifically mm-hmm. about your faith. You know, I was at a, um, I was at a uh, cashier. I was visiting my son in Colorado and, there was this woman at the cash register. She was, she was the cashier and she kept sighing and, uh, and it was, she was, there was visibly something wrong. And I thought, well, should I say something? I mm. said, well, are you okay? She says, no, I'm not. Oh. And I'm like, well, can I do something for you? I didn't know. I thought, well, she wants everybody to know she's not okay. And um, she says, no, there's nothing you can do. And I said, well, I'm going to pray for you. Mm, good. And she mm. said, she said, well, if there's a God, I wouldn't be in this situation. And I said, well, it doesn't work that way, but I'm still going to pray for you. Good. And my, my daughter-in-law later said, wow, I can't believe you said that. And you realize it was just quiet. I wasn't making a big deal. I just reached out to her. Yes. Um, I didn't say what I was about, like what I believed in. But, you know, if you notice my crucifix, you kind of would know. Right. But I did say, I pray, I'm going to pray for you. But what about all those people behind me in line? And I didn't even think about them at the time. I just thought, what should I do? Right. <laughs> and it might right. be just helping somebody, you know, pick up their groceries that broke through a bag or um, whatever. Yeah. Um, somebody on the side of the road. But we just, if we are out there trying to love and serve people, it's going to come through. Mm-hmm. Right. And people are going to notice a difference. It was that woman with the crucifix that reached out. We all stood there and didn't know what to do or didn't know what to say, but... You know, and you start, they'll start connecting those dots and maybe they'll have another confrontation or experience. And again, it's someone who's visibly Catholic who wasn't trying to push a Bible in their face, but was showing kindness and mercy. Right. And I was showing that I cared about her. Yes. Patty, also, you know, with strangers, oftentimes we're like, oh, should I say something or shouldn't I? Like, go ahead, say something. Right. You're never going to see them again. (laughs) But, you know, exactly. The the witness, I think, too. And I always look back to the Acts of the Apostles. I always like to go back to the, the, the first century church and why it grew so rapidly. Of course, we know the Holy Spirit was the impetus behind that. But the fact that, you know, even Scripture says in the Acts, see how they love each other. Um, we can express, uh, and we should be expressing a, a great joy in our faith and how we live, and that should be enough to be at least a, a spark of attraction someone sees in us. In that we are joyful. What makes you so joyful? Why are you that way? 
And that becomes very evident in the fact that we, we love our faith. And that's even how conversation can begin. You know, you see people see the joy in, in how we live our lives. And, and I want to, along those lines, Jim, we're talking about joy. I want to I wanna, um, challenge people when somebody does something that doesn't feel very joyful. You could be driving and somebody, mm-hmm. you know, yells at you or honks or gives you the finger and uh, isn't very nice. Or, um, I'm that guy yeah. sometimes. <laughs> I say nothing. So that, that's just it, is that if somebody, maybe they've been rude to us right. or, you know, um, right. not always necessarily in a car, um, in, a, in a way where they're confronting you in some way. And here's where it's challenging because we don't really feel like being nice to that person. Um, but if there's ways we can say, oh, I'm sorry, Um or just even just pray for them. Now, that's a little bit of not overt evangelizing. But if you pray for that person who just was nasty to you, not only are you blessing him, but you're blessing yourself, too, because Jesus made a deal with us. He said the measure with which you measure will be measured back to you. So it's not as if you're not getting something back. You just don't feel like it at that time. You would rather respond in kind. But that's another way where especially if we're in some kind of a public setting where we, instead of losing our cool, we can be kind and apologize. Or or somebody who's just been outright nasty for no good reason and just say, well, you know what, I'm just going to pray for you. Mm. Yes. And, and there's, a, that's, there's a bit of a witness there, too. But even if there's nobody else around, you are in some way reaching out to them and bringing Christ to them, if even only through your prayers. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Friends, we've been talking with Patty McGuire Armstrong. Her website is pattymcguirearmstrong.com. And Patty, on that website, there's all kinds of information about you and, of course, your books. What's your latest book? Well, my latest book is Holy Hacks. Holy Hacks, Everyday right. Ways to Live Your Faith and Get to Heaven. And guess what? One of the ways is to pray for those people that are nasty to you. <laughs> That's right. It helps us grow in virtue. Absolutely. I'm not always that way. <laughs> I, I actually have a whole chapter on evangelizing yes. um, ideas and ways to do it. You know, for instance, one of my favorites is when people in the service industry, we might say, thank you, have a good day. How about if you say, thank you, God bless you. Mm-hmm. I, I Every once in a while, because I don't, I'm not a pushy person. I just want everyone to like me. And mm-hmm. so it's not like I do these things without having to push myself just a little bit, but but try it. And I have only gotten positive reactions. The worst reaction I ever get is just people saying, oh, thanks. That's right. it. Yeah. And some people say, oh, thank you. God bless you, too. Exactly. Um, I even do yeah. it sometimes on the phone, you know, where you've right. been waiting in line for a while and um, you talk to somebody, whatever. It's just a business exchange. And you say, thank you. God bless you. Mm-hmm. There's another pretty painless way to evangelize. Right. That's right. Right. Well, Patty, thank you so much. And we, of course, you're always welcome uh, to join us at any time. And we enjoyed the article. The article was in uh, catholiclane.com, friends, if you want to read it there, but also Patty's website, pattymcguirearmstrong.com. Thanks so much for being with us today, Patty. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you both for having me. God bless you both. God, God bless, bless you. you. Stay in touch. <laughs> thank you. Okay. And friends, you stay where you are. We'll be back with more. Don't go away. Spoke away.
God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. All righty, that means it's time for our domestic church media forecast. And unfortunately, Jim, the real weatherman, can't be here today. He's traveling. Although Jim did stop by the broadcast booth at the uh, right. We saw him Saturday. He looked great. Yeah, um, I was back there in the little little room there broadcasting the mass, and he came back in to say hello, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, uh, I guess, you directed him back there. Yes, we right? found you. We found in the you. media room. In the media room. There what a I fabulous am. campus! Yeah, beautiful. So anyway, I'll do my best to muddle my way through the weather uh, tonight. We're going to see cloudy skies with occasional rain, mainly this evening. Lows near 35 degrees. Uh, Chance of rain tonight, 90%. Now, tomorrow, uh, partly cloudy skies, high around 47 with light winds, so that's going to be nice. Tomorrow night, mostly clear, low around 27 tomorrow night. Sunday, it'll be a nice, beautiful, sunny day, high around 58 degrees. Beautiful day on Sunday. Wow. Uh, And then uh, looking ahead to next week, Monday... Mostly sunny, 68 degrees will be the high. Glimpses of spring. We're almost there. And uh, then the rest of the week, Tuesday, uh, cloudy early with showers in the afternoon, high around 62. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, high around 58. And then leading up to next week. But again, 50s and 60s, I don't think we're going to see a flake, a snowstorm uh, or snow at all. I mean, I'm trying to think, do we have any in November? I thought we had one little brushing with an inch or two. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I know last year we had a a snowstorm in November, and that was the only, basically the only snow we had. Right. But this year I'm trying to think. I I can't recall if we had anything. uh, We got off easy, that's for sure. Fine by me. You don't have to shovel rain. Nope. I don't have to worry about that, and that's uh, okay by me because uh, I can't stand the stuff anymore. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) But anyway, that's the weather, and uh, hopefully Jim will be back next week. Of course, he does have a real job, so he, <laughs> that's right. he does have to work. And uh, God bless him. He can't for live it. on the salary we pay him. No, <laughs> <laughs> if we paid him, he's then that's you know that's, he he does he volunteers his time. Many are the blessings in heaven. Yes, absolutely. So and he does. God it. gave Joyfully. us night and, so, and day, that's right. So we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. They're heroic and virtuous, living in sanctity. Focus what went on earth, they were just like you and me. And now they're the saint of the day. Saint of the day. All right, time to play Saint of the Day as I'm playing that jingle. I have a little funny thought in my head. Uh We mentioned that we're going to be on Jim and Joy's show next week down at the network. Anthony's going to be on Life on the Rock. I know. Should be surprised. I was going to say I should send this down to them as they play these. <laughs> they can play Poor his jingles. <laughs> they can play his jingles. That's right. He's going to be on Easter Sunday night, and That's then whatever right. it repeats again that week. So, so he must go, you know, several days before. He's going the week actually during our radiothon. He said. Oh, he is that right? Yeah, okay. He told me. 
Right, but it will air on um, Easter Sunday. Easter night. Sunday yeah. evening. So we should talk about his music. So we'll send them those jingles, those little yeah. ditties that he wrote. And and who hosts that show now? It's one of the friars. I, yeah. I forget which one. I think they alternate. I think okay. they, we watched it the other night. But can you just imagine? Oh, we have a little gift from your mom and dad. <laughs> Saint of the day. That'd be great. Turn a nice shade of crimson. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd work for him. It'll work. Some of his early work before right. the symphonies and right. gaming right. music came into play. That's right. <laughs> anyway, that means it's time to play Saint of the Day. And, and what we do here is Cheryl reads clues about uh, a particular saint, not the liturgical Saint of the Day, the saint we've chosen to be our saint. I was looking at our calendar. We haven't been here in the studio doing this program for a month. I know. We well, were away for we two were weeks. Away. And then last week we were off site, so we're back. So we haven't played Saint of the Day in a while. No, so. So anyway, listen carefully, listeners. And when you think you know who the saint is, just make a note of that. And then when Cheryl says this is the last clue, then you can call us here and take a guess at 609-493-8255. That's 609 609- Four nine three eight two five five, and uh, guess on who you think today's saint of the day is. So again, don't call until Cheryl says this is the last clue. But listen carefully, and now, my friends, let's play Saint of the Day. This saint was a holy priest who lived in Rome in the third century. So how well do you know your saintly history? Mm. Third century. When Emperor Claudius II banned Christianity, this saint helped encourage the Christians who faced martyrdom rather than give up their faith. It is said that this saint even performed marriage ceremonies for Christian couples. Then he was arrested. When he refused to give up his Christian faith and worship the pagan Roman gods, he was put in prison. According to one legend, the official who imprisoned him had a blind daughter whom he cured and the official's whole family became Christian. When this saint was condemned to death, he wrote a farewell letter to the girl. He was beheaded on February 14th in the year 269. He was buried on the Flaminian Road where a large and beautiful basilica was built in the year 350. And the last clue? 609-493-8255. The best reason for honoring this saint as the patron saint of love is his own great love of God, which never weakened, even at the cost of his own life. 609-493-8255. Do you know who today's saint of the day is? 609-493-8255. Call right now. Lines are open. He's the saint of love. Love. We Come should have on. done him last month. Yeah, I know. That trying to trick the listeners. We're going to go. We do have a player. <laughs> A contestant. Hi, you're on the air. Whoop. No, we don't. Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> so you really don't have to know your sainthood history. I, I think there's a couple of very strong clues in there on who it could possibly be. You have to know your months of the year, your Hallmark card selections. Well, Hallmark does come into play in Unfortunately. a way. <laughs> in a one. secular way. In this one. 609-493-8255. Who is today's saint of the day? Hmm. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, do we have to spell it out for you? Come on. <laughs> Nobody wants to play today. We have a fabulous prize. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I hear the phone ringing. Uh-oh. Okay. So here we go. Hi, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, it's Maria Cuccinella. Maria, Maria. Cuccinella. Come <laughs> 
How are you? I'm fine. Hey, you know, I said, I said. I couldn't resist. I'm uh, like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe nobody knows it's the same Valentine. Right. That's right. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, so you you gave the answer. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, very nice. Our beautiful Maria, how is your family? everybody's all by you yes we can't complain you know we're wonderful and um and uh god is god God is good god is blessing us. a big valentine hug to you my dear well you know what i'm gonna tell you something about maria cuccinello and her husband walter uh seven years ago on saint valentine's day we're here putting the floor on our new chapel that's right you have a special (laughs) place in our heart that's how that's how they spent their valentine's day But they were together. It was they the were... best Valentine's Day ever. <laughs> <laughs> and the floor is beautiful. You know, the floor is, is beautiful in the chapel. They they donated their their time. It was beautiful to come and, and uh, but it was Val. I remember it was Valentine's Day. And you know now um, Saint Valentine is buried in Rome. Is mm-hmm. that right? Do you know where it is in Rome, Maria? Have you been there? Mm, no, I I have been to Rome, but I don't know where. Yeah. No, I don't. I haven't seen. We that didn't go either. Yeah. We haven't seen. Haven't it either. visited. Yeah, no, we haven't seen it. We'll have stuff. to look it up. Have to look it yeah. up. But anyway, we're happy to. Now I'm hoping we're going to see you during the radiothon. Of course. Okay. <laughs> yes. I love to be that. I look forward to it. Wonderful. You know, you're a popular. People are asking, "Is Maria coming?" She's delightful. <laughs> I don't know what oh, you were. Sweet. Were you dancing around here or something? <laughs> and oh, your I don't daughter. Know. It must be the love of God in me. I don't know. <laughs> and your daughter too. So beautiful Monica. and so delightful. Monica. I'm gonna have to get her to come too because she looks forward to it. Also. Yes, bring oh, just... her. Monica's one of my biggest fans from when she was five. Just yeah, <laughs> a, little, a little girl. But I remember. Uh, I'll tell you what, Maria. I remember one a radiothon. Oh, maybe a, two or three years ago. I, I you know where I was in the. I'm in the studio most of the time. But I remember going out. And I saw you back on the on the exercise bike. <laughs> oh yes, yes. I was like, oh, I might as well just make use of my. Uh, she was back there doing the awesome. stationary bike. Fantastic. Has anybody, like, has anybody else used it since then? No, I, <laughs> I use it all the time. Cheryl's on it a lot. I, I, Cheryl's okay, on it a lot. Perfect. Yeah, you know, a mile or two here or there. To me, know? it's just a decoration. Yeah. it's like the Domestic Church Media Health Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope it's all greased up for when I get there. Ready for you. Ready. Ready. We'll look forward to seeing you, Maria. Now, um, we have all your information, so we'll send you you a very, very nice, fine gift. Maybe Valentine chocolates. They're probably 75% off now. (laughs) I'm only kidding. I'm kidding you. You're so funny. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It was wonderful to talk to you guys. Oh, we too. I look forward to seeing you. Ciao. 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 Okay, that's our friend Maria Cuccinello. Oh, lovely, lovely family. You know, you woman. talk about someone who gives witness to just the joy of their faith, the whole family, family life, love. Mm-hmm. Um, and and no one says every day is, you know, hunky-dory. They, they have had maybe some illness in the family, and everyone experiences hardships. Mm-hmm. But to do it with such... Um, you know, reverence and prayer mm-hmm. and Good knowing people. that there's going to be hope and there's a rainbow around the corner, like just gorgeous, gorgeous. Good people. Yes. All right, let's take a quick break uh, musically. And uh, friends, we'll be back with more Friday Live. So don't go away.
All right, welcome back again. Congratulations, Maria Cuccinello from uh, the Freehold area, who is the uh, winner of today's Saint of the Day, Saint mm-hmm. Valentine. Yes. Saint Valentine. I have, now, we have to look at You know, we go to Rome again, whatever that might be. Of course, now. Who knows? Well, Rome is not uh, one of those places there. It's up northern, northern no, Italy. No, but what you have is a lot of, uh, you know, the international flights are being canceled and, you know, the, the big hoopla in the airports. You don't want to be in an international terminal and... I don't know. It's that it'll be all over. A little soon. bit extreme. They say when the weather gets yeah. warmer, it's going to go away. Yeah. But um, that. But I, I always wanted to go. It's, it's the Church of the Apostles, and Saint Philip and Saint James are both buried there. Mm-hmm. And that's of course they're my patrons. My name we'll is James Philip. We'll put it Phillip. on our list of things to I visit. Want to go now see. it gave a, a road, but I don't think it's the. Um, what is that area? You know, with all the underground, the catacombs. catacombs. I don't know if it's the because it says there's a large and beautiful basilica. Laminian a few Rome. of those in Rome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could walk for a half hour and pass four churches and go in each one and see something beautiful, distinct, but beautiful in each. That's all I like to do is I remember walk the that, that year we went with our children for our 25th wedding anniversary. And we walked up the street from the hotel. We stayed at the Michelangelo there, mm-hmm. just outside the Vatican. And I can't think of the name of the church. Right. We walked up in. Up a little hill. Up a little hill. And I tried to, I used my Italian, excuse me. <laughs> what, time, what time is mass? And then he just started rattling off. <laughs> you had no idea what I had he no said. no idea what he was saying. Okay. And we but, sat and waited an we hour. We sat and waited for, it was 11 o'clock. Oh, and say, oh, and say, oh, and say. Um, but anyway, it was, uh, there was like two people in the church. I know. But Bishop was telling me a while back that in Italy, like, you know, churches like that, obviously they wouldn't be making money in collections. No. But all the churches, all the Catholic churches in Italy are state funded. The, the, the country pays their, so they don't depend on collections to stay open. They don't depend on, right. you know, the attendance. That's why, he, you know, when he sees, he said when they go to Rome and they try to explain, well, I have to, you know, twin these parishes or close that school. They don't understand. They don't it. get it because well, why? They, because in Italy, it's all state funded. Right. What a great thing. We should do that here. State fund all these schools and churches. All the Catholic churches. <laughs> <laughs> that might not get voted in. I don't think so. But uh, in Italy, that's the way it's done. But I was I, I was very surprised. It was a Sunday morning, and there were maybe two people in the right. side from us. Think too. Three blocks away, there was yet another church. Go the other direction, another church there. St. Peter's was there. St. Peter's was in the neighborhood. So that you know, people would go there, yeah. right? Yeah, but beautiful. Uh, but, uh, you're I love a beautiful church. All the churches. Mm-hmm. I know. I love just going and sitting in the in St. Peter's Square. I think it sounds like it's calling to us. I think we're being called back to. Well, you know what it'll be? I, I said it was 2013, so that's seven years ago that we were there for the Holy Father's uh, election. I can't believe it was that long. And that's when we opened the chapel here. Right. Same uh, same month, the month of March of 20, 2013. So, celebration there. But all right, so we'll take a break. Another Don't we hour. We have an anniversary coming up. You and me? Yes. In December. It'll be 35 years. 35 years, yeah. 
Well, then maybe that's. And we the should time. probably do that. We went to Rome on our honeymoon. I, I like I liked uh, that because we were there for Christmas time. I know, I know. We might have to consider that. All right, we'll take a break, friends. Another hour of Friday Live coming up. Uh, we have our gospel reading, and uh, Father Gary Koch is here to give his reflection on the second Sunday of Lent. Uh, later on next hour, Elizabeth Tomlin, Joyful Momentum, Growing and Sustaining Vibrant Women's Groups, a brand new book. Uh, so don't go away. More to come on Friday Live. Hi, this is Len Dio, founder of the Family Policy Council with today's New Jersey Family Minute on our swan song. Today is our final Family Minute broadcast. It has been our privilege to bring these Family Minutes to you for the past 20 years. Times change and new directions get forged. So please go to our website to sign up to receive our emails at familypolicyalliance.com slash New Jersey. Things are getting out of control, and together our voices joined can make a difference. May God bless you and your family, and please pray for us as we engage the culture for you. Remember, family, it matters more than you can imagine. For more information about the New Jersey Family Policy Council, please call 1-800-FAMILY-1 or look up our website at www.njfpc.org. For the New Jersey Family Policy Council, this is Bob Dittmer. Hi, this is Tim Staples from Catholic Answers Live. You're listening to Domestic Church Radio. Catholic Answers Live can be heard Monday through Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to tune in to listen and participate with your questions. We look forward to hearing from you on Catholic Answers Live right here on Domestic Church Radio. You are called to holiness. A day of recollection and conference will be held on Saturday, April 4th from 9 a.m. to 6.15 p.m. at the Cathedral Basilica of Saints Peter and Paul in Philadelphia. The outstanding speakers will be Cardinal Raymond Burke, Bishop Joseph Strickland, and Father Dennis Gill. There will be opportunity for confession, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, praying of the Holy Rosary, procession and crowning of the National Pilgrim Virgin Statue of Our Lady of Fatima, and a beautiful Palm Sunday Vigil Mass with the Cathedral Choir. Priests are welcome to concelebrate and are asked to bring their albs. Registration is required, and the cost of the day is $65 per person, $20 for students, and no charge for priests, religious, and seminarians. Lunch will be served and refreshments available throughout the day. Tables are available for vendors. To obtain more information and register, please go to the conference website, stjohnneumanchapter.org. That's S-T-John-N-E-U-M-A-N-N-Chapter.org. Or call 215-247-2585. That's 215-247-2585. When I was outside of the church, there was always an unsettled feeling. 
there was always a feeling of something missing and something not complete. The, the deal clincher is we found our way to our, our parish and we met just an incredible pastor. We learned things that we'd never been taught. Wouldn't be the person that I am without the church and without the sacraments, particularly the Eucharist. I can't live without it. If you've been away from the Catholic Church, visit catholicscomehome.org. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Man who's free to love is free to hate. He who is free to obey is free to rebel. Virtue in this concrete order is possible only in those spheres in which it is possible to be vicious. A man can be a saint only in a church in which it is possible to be a devil. You say, well, if I were God, I would destroy evil. Well, if you did that, you would destroy human freedom. God will not destroy freedom. If we do not want any dictators on this earth, certainly we do not want any dictators in the kingdom of heaven. And those, therefore, who would blame God for allowing man freedom to go on hindering and thwarting his work are like those who, seeing blots and smudges and errors in the student's notebook, would condemn the teacher for not snatching away the book and doing the copy himself. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. We asked people all over America, what have you done for your marriage today? Today, I sent an email to my husband, and I said, you rock. I cooked breakfast for my wife. I came to pick up the kids, told her to stay home and relax. I did his laundry. Made the bed for my wife, because she usually does, and I even put the pillows in the right place. She was thrilled. What have you done for your marriage today? Do something a little special. Get started at foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. This is WFJS 1260 AM Trenton, WFJS 89.3 FM Freehold, WGYM 1580 AM Hamilton, and WSMJ 91.9 FM North Wildwood, Cape May. Communicating hope on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back, friends, to another hour of Friday Live on this March 6th, 2020, first Friday. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. And we're happy to have you here. And in just a moment, we're going to have our gospel reading. And our reflection this week is by our friend, Father Gary Koch. Uh, and as I said, I was just reminiscing a little bit about our seven years ago, uh, 13th of March, we were in Rome for the election of Pope Francis. So it was mm -hmm. right around this time, I guess, we were getting ready to get on out there. Yes. We went out, probably, I think it was on the 9th of March. We I can't believe he's been the Pope for seven years. Doesn't seem like seven years ago no, it that we were there. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, you know, I think the last time we were there on pilgrimage with a group was five years ago, mm. which doesn't seem that long ago either. But Right. right. Time plays tricks with time, my brain anyway. Time flies. My yes. goodness. So, And we're going to lose an hour of that time this weekend, so spring set your clocks spring accordingly. Ahead. Spring ahead. Otherwise, you're going to miss Mass. So, will you miss it or right, because you'll be early? No. It moves ahead. Oh, right, right, right. If you're gonna, if you want to go right. to nine o'clock mass, you'll show up and it, people are leaving. That's right. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. It always happens. Inevitably, it happens. Mm -hmm. 
So anyway, spring ahead. Turn your clock. Well, now I think with the days with with the phones and everything, they, they everything does it happens. Like, that's, right. So that's right. If you use your phone as an alarm, it's gonna you, you won't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's uh, do our gospel reading. Of course, this is the second Sunday in Lent, and then our reflection will be by Father Gary Koch. And this is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. He was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them, Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. The evangelists assert that in the life and mission of Jesus, the promises announced through the Law and Prophets are brought to fulfillment. This belief is essential to the proclamation of the Gospel, enabling the Apostles to make sense to the Jewish community of the first century. In the second Sunday of Lent, this deep connection between the Jewish tradition and the Christian faith is clearly in evidence. Jesus encounters Moses and Elijah on Mount Tabor in the Transfiguration. Accompanied by the disciples Peter, James, and John, Jesus stands with the pillars of both the Jewish tradition and of the faith which will be founded on the Paschal events. Moses, the great lawgiver and author of the Torah, points constantly to the great promises of God to Israel through the Sinai Covenant. Elijah, the first of the prophets, has long been linked with the coming of the Messiah. It is no surprise, then, that the disciples fall to their faces upon encountering these giants of their own faith tradition. Moses and Elijah point to Jesus as the heir to the covenant, along with the divine pronouncement, This is my beloved Son, we get a glimpse of the promise fulfilled and the glory that is to come. However, as the first reading shows us, this promise is even more ancient than both Moses and Elijah. The promise comes through Abraham, the great ancestor of all the Israelites, who lived around 1850 BC. While we know that the Israelites are the chosen people of God, we first see that God covenanted not a people but a person. God called Abraham, a nomadic shepherd from Chaldea, to a relationship with him. Indeed, it is not only the Jews who honor Abraham as their progenitor, but also the Arab peoples who find their origin in him. As Christians, our reverence for Abraham as our father in faith 
He is the first person who heard and responded to the call to God in his life. Both childless and a nomad, Abraham was promised that he would be the father of a great nation, many descendants, and from that his land a mighty nation would emerge. At the age of 75, he and his retinue left the lush Tigris-Euphrates River Valley and embarked on a journey of over 1,000 miles to settle in the land of Canaan. This was a difficult journey, and the land was hard. No mighty river runs through there, only the small Jordan River. This is a land where, within just a few miles, the barren desert encroaches upon the fertile plains. With profound faith that God will fulfill the promise, Abraham and Sarah took this trek. Yet it is another 25 years before they have the son, Isaac, who is the heir to the promise that God has given to him. Moses and Elijah are both descendants of Abraham. These readings show us the continuity of the promise of fulfillment and the fulfillment of promise. To Abraham was given the covenant, and in his total reliance upon God, he makes the sojourn to Canaan. In a sense, then, Abraham points us to Moses and Elijah. They are the heirs to his covenant, and each of them strengthens that covenant and renews the promise with God. Through Moses, God extends and expands that covenant, making the people of Israel his own, even after they have rejected him and turned to a golden calf as their deity. Elijah calls the people back to the covenant after they have turned totally from God, worshipping instead a stone idol. Moses and Elijah point us to Jesus. We only truly know who Jesus is and who we are when we understand the promise of God through Moses and Elijah, the law and the prophets, what we call the Old Testament. The presence of the apostles with Jesus on the mountain indicates to us that the promise endures and is still being carried out today through the church. Jesus is the fulfillment, but it is not yet completed. Jesus commissions the apostles and now the church to proclaim the gospel to all people. Through the church, the promises of the covenant continue to be accomplished. was lost I walked away the road was dark I could not see my hope was gone the pain was real but your mercy you saw my steps you felt my fears You heard my cries You caught my tears Arms open wide You ran to me With your mercy Your mercy Your mercy 
I'm suspecting the name of that song was Your Mercy. Very good, Jim. You were listening. You were listening. You're catching on. So, you know, the other day uh, we were here and um, with Bruce, Bruce and Linda and, and, and some friends, and they were saying how uh, we should have like a gospel music hour. Gospel music. Yeah. So you can think about that. <laughs> I don't know that I would be the hostess. No, no, no. But I just playing, you know, just playing the music. Just playing yeah. the gospel music, but I mean, just finding it—I I, don't—I just kind of didn't is there, really. Is there Catholic gospel music? Well, I know there was that guy over there with with one of those GIA or something. Who was it? Grayson I, Wilson yes. Brown or whatever his name is. Yes, yes. Oh, that's his real name. I just Grayson Warren Brown. <laughs> oh, Warren. It's it's out there. John, um, who's the other one? Not Stephen Grassano. Um, his name escapes me. Pardon me, but. There's some out there. It's, it's not huge. You know, a lot of that stems from the Protestant movement, the early. Well, this was probably, this artist who just said your mercy was probably a Protestant artist. It wasn't really Catholic, was it? Mm. They all should be Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, praise and worship is different than gospel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was just a, it was a, it was a suggestion. I think of, you know, again, we're talking about flipping those channels and you see the preachers on in those huge auditoriums. There's 3,000 people there. Right. And then there's all these singers. They each have a mic. There's a band behind them. To yeah. me, that's gospel music, yeah, yeah. like from Tennessee or but something. But Elvis used to do gospel, didn't he? Yeah. Right. And he wasn't Catholic. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love me tender, love me all right, so listen, there's a, uh, well, Chuck, let's talk about uh, Johnette and, um, oh, no, all this. We have a lot of going on this week. I know. It's Going it's down a busy, to the network. It's a Word busy is out. We're down there, I guess. I guess. I got a call today from Jack Williams, and he said, hey, Jim, he says, uh, what time's your flight get in? I said, what time? Johnette and I, I'll pick you up from the uh, airport. We want to take you out to dinner. Isn't that wonderful? I said, okay. I'm so excited Last time Johnette and I, and you went out to dinner, she left her shoes in my car. <laughs> Those big <laughs> So leave heels. your shoes in their car. That's right. Payback time. So that's Monday night, Sunday night, and then Monday we're going to be recording a couple of Jim and Joy episodes. With right. Them. Monday's the busy day. We're actually first thing in the morning. We'll be on with Johnette on her radio program, but it's a recording. Yeah, it's, so I don't it's know what's going to air. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly when that one's going to air. I know she's, she's out of off. town. She's leaving that. Jack told me she's leaving for Cleveland right after that, so mm-hmm. she's going to be gone on Tuesday. Right. Maybe so be, who knows? Maybe it's the next day. I don't we'll know. We'll put it on the website. But if you do get the um, EWTN network on your television comcast or whatever it is server television set television set but i mean you have to have cable, cable yeah. yeah anyway provider um, your cable pro- your your thank cable you. provider i don't know the lingo but uh it's wednesday and friday at 1 in the afternoon now many people have normal two different jobs. episodes mm-hmm. a part 1 and a part 2 mm. wednesday next week and friday the 11th week and the 13th today. the 11th and the 13th mm-hmm. at 1 p.m. Right. On EWTN. And that immediate weekend would be the 14th and the 15th. Saturday, they Sunday. They repeat Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday, 1030, so part we'll be one there and smiling. part two. We'll be mm-hmm. smiling on TV. <laughs> and all these, you know, don't wear tiny prints and don't wear a white and all these things. I might yeah. have to go shopping. So anyway, we'll put that. We'll post all that so you can, if you if you're so so desire, you can watch I the just program. Just say a prayer. I don't get all tongue tied. I get nervous. You know, they've been doing this for years. One time, the one time I I sent you down to the radio conference many years ago, and I turned the TV at you're on, you're on life on the rock. <laughs> 
you were on Life on the Rock. That was a crazy. Had that, I didn't even know that happened. I just pulled somebody out of the audience, and, you were, and it but happened to be me. You were up on the me. stage with them. You were you were guest with uh, the, what's his I name know. there, the guy who uh, getting uh, Doug, Doug Barry. Right. right. It wasn't Jeff Cavins. No, it was After Doug Jeff, Barry. Doug Barry. That was that's right. Yeah. I All of a sudden, that. you're on Life on the Rock. <laughs> So it'll be an adventure. It'll be a quick turnaround. We fly Sunday. We come back home Tuesday morning. Yeah. But it's Monday is the lineup. Three different things. Johnette and then two episodes with Jim and Joy. So, so Johnette and Jack will meet us at the airport, they said. <laughs> what an honor. Take what us out to honor. dinner in Birmingham. Well, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, yes. Also, Anthony. Well, you can mention that because Anthony, our son, we mentioned earlier. Anthony, our son, is going to be on Life on the Rock. Speaking of Life on the Rock, on Easter Sunday right. night. To talk about his music. As you know, he wrote the score Jingles for, for us. Bishop Tolton, what? Jingles. He wrote jingles yes. for us. Do we surprise them with? We might. I might have to drop them one of those off down there when I'm down there. <laughs> oh, poor Anthony. Uh, no, the music see. for Tolton, the, the one man person's day stage play, but also. For St. Luke Productions. The Faustina uh-huh. movie is coming out. He, he scored that as well, didn't he? Right. And that's right. supposed to be coming out soon, I guess. I hope so. They, you know, always always go over budget and mm-hmm. any of those types of projects. So I, I, the last letter that we got from Leonardo de Filippis that it's still, you know, in the hopeful works in the near future. So, so Easter Sunday night, you can watch Anthony. But that's great. <laughs> uh, all right. So now coming up next Friday, a week from tonight over at St. Mary, mother of God church. And that's in Middletown, New Jersey, beautiful parish, father, Jeff Kegley, what a great pastor, a beautiful parish, great mm-hmm. campus. But next Friday at 7.30 p.m., they're hosting a concert by Emmett Cahill, uh, widely regarded as Ireland's most exciting young tenor and the star of PBS Irish music phenomenon Celtic Thunder, is back on tour in the U.S. And he's going to be at St. Mary's in Middletown next Friday, uh, March 13th. And we have two tickets to give away, plus, and it includes a meet and greet with Emmett. And he's cuter than a button. Oh, he is? And he's got a beautiful voice. And, of course, it's, you know, preceding uh, St. Patrick's Day, so it's all things Irish, straight from Ireland. Right. And used to be in Celtic Thunder, which a lot of people know who that group is. I thought that was women. No, that's Celtic Celtic women. Oh, oh, okay. This is Celtic Uh, Thunder. That's men. Oh, men, men, thunder. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, anyway, the concert is next Friday, March 13th. 7.30 7.30 p.m. at St. Mary, Mother of God Church in Middletown, New Jersey. We have two free tickets to give away, and these two free tickets also include a meet and greet, a $90 value, I'm told. Ooh. But um, we're having the people earn them, are we not? You have we're to just earn these. So first, first of all, I'm going to ask a question, and the first person to call with the right answer will win these two tickets, but please don't play if you can't go. <laughs> <laughs> we have to use the tickets right. because it's a matter of you're going to pick them up there. I'm not, we don't have physical tickets in front of us. Right. They'll be in your name at the, at the venue at St. Mary's. So if I'm going to give you the phone number first. The number to call to play this little trivia game is 609-493-8255. Write that down. 609-493-8255. That's the number to call to win the prize. To win these two tickets next Friday, March 13th, 7.30 p.m. at St. Mary Mother of God Parish. Okay, so the number again is 609-493-8255. And the question is, please don't call if you can't go to the concert. <laughs> That's not the question. Though. No, only call if you know if you know the answer and you can go to the concert next Friday, March 13th. Here's the question. 
609-493-8255 is the number to call. Now, we heard the reading this Sunday's Gospel, Second Sunday in Lent, of the Transfiguration. Beautiful reading, and uh, we all know it. And we were told that Jesus took Peter, James, and John up the mountain. And he was, came, the clothes became dazzling white, and we know the story. And then they came down from the mountain, and he said, Don't tell anybody to let I rise from the dead. Question here is, my friends, what is the name of the mountain that Jesus took his apostles up to for the transfiguration? What is the name of the mountain? 609-493-8255. If you can go to the concert next Friday, March 13, 730, you can call right now. What is the name of the mountain that Jesus took Peter, James, and John up for his transfiguration? And we do have a player. Yay. So let's go. Line one. Oh, no, we don't. <laughs> it was a hang-up. Another one of those hang-ups. And I'm thinking, you know, if somebody visited the Holy Land, perhaps you even got to stand on that mountain. No, you can go up it, right? You mm-hmm. can go up the mountain. Uh, 609-493-8255, the name of the mountain that Jesus took Peter, James, and John up for his transfiguration. And the prize is, oh, here we go. Let's see. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? New Jersey. Hi. What's your name? Patrick. Patrick. Oh, that's a good name. All right, then. (laughs) And what is the name of the mountain, Patrick? This is Mount Tabor. Very good. You're our winner. You have won two tickets to the Emmett Cahill concert next Friday at St. Mary's in Middletown. Now, I'm going to put you on hold for a moment, Patrick, okay? And Cheryl's going to take your information, okay? Okay, thank you. Okay, stand by. Don't go away. And uh, friends, you stay where you are, and we will be back with more. Don't go away. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and
Okay, that was Sanctuary? Yes. Sanctuary. Very nice. Lovely song. And joining us now uh, is uh, Elizabeth Tomlin. Elizabeth's written a book called Joyful Momentum, a Catholic Handbook uh, for Growing and Sustaining Vibrant Women's Groups. And we want to welcome to the program Elizabeth Tomlin. Welcome, Elizabeth. Great. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Now, Thank you for being here. Uh, the book, uh, first of all, what inspired it? A Joyful Momentum, a Catholic handbook for growing and sustaining vibrant women's groups. Sure. Well, what inspired it was I work with um, the Archdiocese for the Military Services and the, their women's group, the women's, the Military Council of Catholic Women. And um, every time I moved to a different installation, I would find myself starting a women's ministry or growing one that existed. And as I would, as we, as the ministry groups grew and we were hosting retreats and conferences in various parts of the world, people from different military chapels would always ask, how do you do this? How do you start a women's group? So there was a real hunger for a resource to help people grow their group or get, get started. And as much as I looked around for resources to give to people, I, I didn't find one that was already written. So, so I wrote it. Yep. And this is beautiful, and, and I'll share, um, I was just speaking with someone the other day, and our parish is going to be the host site for a gathering for deacons' wives. And it's not just across our diocese, but there's like two or three dioceses, so they, I guess they try to pick a central location. So there's always mm-hmm. gatherings for the deacons themselves, and they're also very involved in the ministry, but the wives are you know, might tag along if they're invited, but there's nothing specifically. And they have, I'm sure, their own set of things that they could talk about and share and things in common. And um, so for the first time, and I'm, I was just amazed that for years and years, there was never anything for the for the wives, for the women. So maybe I could share this book with them <laughs> that they could oh. make it an ongoing uh, chapter, if you will. Yeah, that would that would be great. I think there are a lot of different different groups of women. Deacons' wives, deacons' wives are certainly one where they have particular needs, and to be able to meet with their peer group mm-hmm. um, would be would be really enriching. What are some of the ways, uh, Elizabeth, that you can build a team dedicated to prayer and uh, simple hospitality, faith-filled catechesis? How do you do that? Um, well, I think I think Nike has a great logo, which is a great motto. Just just do it. Just do um, it. <laughs> if, if you want to pray with a group of women, don't talk about when you're going to do it. Just say, "Well, let's stop and do this now," mm. and and then all of a sudden you have a prayer group, and people realize, "Oh, this this isn't hard." Um, so, for example, you know we're in Lent right now, and we just we just found out that our chapel here, I'm at Joint Base Lewis McCord, Washington. Um, is doing First Friday Adoration. And so I just texted a bunch of my girlfriends and said, see you at the chapel at 3, question mark. So um, there's a group of us that's going to go over to the chapel in, here in a couple minutes. Um, and, and who knows what will become of that? Will it start a First Friday devotion in our community? Maybe. Um, but just when you take advantage of the opportunities that are presented to you and just take that one first step, you never know where it's going to lead. You know, I always think uh, for men, this is always a difficult thing. Men kind of are very um, 
uh, not they're not not as social as women are. And it's you know to get a group of men together mm-hmm. to, to He's, you're talking about yourself. I know, I know. <laughs> no, we we were at a men's conference last weekend, oh, yeah. and they were saying the same thing. It takes something like that to bring men together. I never thought mm-hmm. that women would have that much difficulty doing that. I, I, most of the prayer groups that I know of or Bible studies, mm-hmm. it's mostly women. Mm-hmm. But you say that there is there is a need for this, obviously, uh, that you experience yourself, and that kind of surprises me. Yeah, I, I have. I've, I have, you know, in, in my life I've raised three, um, I have three children, and during significant portions of that, my husband was overseas um, or in training. And there were times when I felt, you know, I, I felt kind of lonely. And, you know, I'm, I'm a social person. I talk. But um, but, there's, but there was still, you know, a, a need to connect with other other adults, a need to connect with other women. And I, I think that a lot, of, a lot of people want to connect, but they need an invitation. So people who are naturally very extroverted or naturally – prone, naturally inclined to network, um, they might find a women's group really, really easily. But some people who are more introverted or who have a lot of young children and are, you know, and are attending to the needs of, of other people more frequently might, might find it harder to carve out time. So when you, when you have these great networkers um, who are ready to start a group and extend that invitation to people who might who might not have have the the outgoing charisms, or who might not have the free time in their lives to invest in starting a group? Um, those those outgoing networkers really do a, a good service to to other to other people who who don't otherwise have the opportunity. You know what I really um, in, admire, Elizabeth, is the fact that we're also trying to cultivate a Christ-centered group. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think years and years ago when our children were small, they're all grown up and gone. But when they were little toddlers and I felt like I was home with them and just caught up in the laundry and the cleaning and the caring and then the next day and the next day and the next day, we had a little bit of a play group. It was held at the parish, but it was just that. It never went any deeper. And, and I thought, you know, we have this common denominator. We have this bond that we should be tapping into that maybe would have the group would have lasted or we would have formed mm-hmm. stronger friendships, but we would come, we would sit in a circle, all the toys would go in the center, the children would play, and then it would be like chatting, well, what does your husband do and where's your next vacation? Like we didn't read scripture. There, there was no kind of religious or spirituality element. And, and I just love, as I was reading about your book, how, um, how inspiring it is that you're trying to pull Christ into the ministry. Yeah, I think um, so. In the very beginning of of the book, I quoted Saint Teresa of Avila, and she says, "Men of learning seem to get theology without much effort, but we women need to think. We need to think on it. We need to feel it. We need to muse on it." I paraphrase just a little bit, mm-hmm. but but that really gets to it. It highlights why you know playgroups are are great and playgroups are great outlets for young moms to connect and you know coffee groups are great but um but we we women were so relational that when it comes to learning our our faith it really helps us to be able to process what we're learning what we're experiencing what we're praying through with other with other women and it also helps us if we're meeting at a parish um to be involved in the sacraments together. So to make mass part of your meeting 
because then you're you're growing you're growing you're participating in the sacraments but you're also keeping keeping each other accountable you know when you have and speaking just from experience of you know being a young mom of of littles when i had littles mm-hmm. um it was easy sometimes to meet up with your network of of ladies from church and be social and then when sunday morning came around and the kids are going in 10 different directions there was a real temptation there to um, say, well, maybe I'll just stay home today. It's it's really hard to go to church today because the kids are everywhere and I'm exhausted. Mm. And I think when you have when you have accountability with women who who know you, who know you as a mass goer, who know your prayer life, there's there's accountability built in there. So the more the more your friends are drawn into the sacraments, the more you're they're going to draw you in. Right. The more you're drawn in, the more you will draw your friends in. Mm-hmm. And um and so play groups are great. But we're we're called to we're called to more we're we're called to more we're called to to be disciples and to lead each other towards Christ. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Elizabeth Tomlin, and uh, she's published uh, written a book called Joyful Momentum, a Catholic Handbook for Growing and Sustaining Vibrant Women's Groups, published by Ave Maria Press. That's AveMariaPress.com. Elizabeth, one of the chapters I noticed in here was um, gifted to serve, offering our charisms. And sometimes mm-hmm. that word can scare someone, a novice perhaps in spirituality. Uh, what do you mean by that as far as a, a, a woman who maybe is interested in, in getting to get together with other women and pray? And well, what kind of charisms, how do they identify them? Sure. So so the word charism, it's it's a churchy way of saying your, your gifts. How has God uniquely gifted you to serve the kingdom? And... So when in the New Testament, Paul points to a lot of spiritual gifts or charism. So he talks about the gift of evangelism and teaching, wisdom, knowledge, discernment. Um, and then, and so when we when we gather to form a women's ministry or any ministry for that matter, when we when we see a spiritual gift in somebody, for example, if somebody just has a knack and a passion for teaching, um, and we encourage that person to lean in towards teaching in the in the ministry group, whatever type of group it is, um, typically that person's work will be fruitful. And I think when we're when we're building women's groups or any type of ministry, we have to be careful to to encourage people to serve with their charisms instead of looking at someone just for a skill set and saying, so I'm in my day job, I'm a lawyer. And oftentimes in, in ministry groups or in church, people will approach me and say, Elizabeth, you're a lawyer. You can do this sort of legal thing for us. Mm. And, um, and it, that kind of misses the point um, of, of inviting me to serve in your ministry. When you're offering, when you're asking someone to serve in a ministry or when you're considering serving in a ministry, you have to consider what, what your spiritual gifts are and how God's calling you to use them. So, so while my while my lawyer skills are, are great and they're important, um, if if I feel called towards um, exhortation for you know if I feel called towards the gift of teaching for example, I might want to invest my time in teaching a Bible study or teaching a faith study rather than doing some like a legal side job for mm-hmm. a community that might need it. But it's it's really not where God's calling me. So I think we have to recognize people's skill sets and value their skill sets that encourage women, encourage anyone in our ministries to to consider where God is, has gifted them and how, how they feel that they might be called to use those gifts in service. 
Again, the book is called Joyful Momentum, a Catholic handbook growing and sustaining vibrant women's groups, published by Ave Maria Press. It's AveMariaPress.com. We're talking with Elizabeth Tomlin, the author. Elizabeth, who who are you who have you written the book for? Who would you recommend this for for those who are listening now and want to somehow just do it? <laughs> yeah. So I, I wrote it for anyone who is interested in starting a women's group, for anyone involved in a women's group. Um, I wrote it as part, so each chapter has, you know, stories, and then it has tips and tools and practicalities that I call momentum builders to incorporate into a ministry. And then the end of each chapter has um, a section to ponder. So it has scripture and application questions so that anyone who's looking for a women's study um, would benefit from it too. So it can be used as a handbook or as a spiritual study for a group or individual. So really, any woman who's interested in women's ministry, it's for them. I like the title, Joyful Momentum. We were just talking earlier about this. We've been talking a lot about it here at The Apostolate, about just how we should all strive to be joyful in our faith, because that's that's a great Witness. attraction and a great mm-hmm. witness that is what makes people want to be a part of whatever it is you're involved in if you're joyful in it uh it makes right. it uh, very attractive so uh this is so important and now do you I, I think i saw a website for is it joyfulmomentum.org it is joyfulmomentum.org and then i have a, a facebook group also called joyful momentum where we talk where we share, share tips and practices and, and ideas for what's working in our in our women's groups that's wonderful. Again, uh, friends, it's Joyful Momentum, a Catholic handbook growing and sustaining vibrant women's groups. And we've been talking with Elizabeth Tomlin, the author. It's published by Ave Maria Press. That's AveMariaPress.com. Uh, and again, I'm sorry, the Facebook, if they were interested in going to the Facebook page? It's, it's also Joyful Momentum. Also. It's a group on Facebook. Okay, mm-hmm. wonderful. Well, Elizabeth, I know the Lord is waiting for you, so <laughs> we'll let you go He's if you're going to go spend some time with him and the other ladies. Uh, but thank you again for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Great. Thank you so much. God God bless bless you. you. All right, friends, you stay where you are. We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. You've heard that St. Paul Street Evangelization supports hundreds of teams of evangelists sharing the good news. But did you know that some of these teams are public prayer stations? Set up a sign on the sidewalk and offer prayer and encouragement to those you encounter. Everyone needs prayer. Try this new method of witnessing to Jesus. Contact St. Paul Street Evangelization to get started at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple. Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is, 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go 
go to goodshop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit goodshop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's goodshop.com and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. Goodshop.com. All right. And um, so uh, Patrick was the young man's name who won the tickets to the Emmett Cahill. Yes, right in time for St. Patrick's Day. So he'll enjoy that. So I hope you enjoy the concert. Yeah. And that's next. And by the way, it's open to anybody. That It's not just, you know, anybody can go. You buy tickets to it. It's uh, absolutely next Friday, the 13th at uh, 730 at St. Mary, Mother of God Parish in Middletown. And I guess if you go to their website, and I did have it up here in front of me. I think I may have gone somewhere else since, but um, you can just Google. Oh, no, there it is. St. Mary. St. Mary Church NJ.org. Father Jeff told us that last week. St. Mary. St. org, And you can get all the information about the Emmett Cahill concert and other things that are going on in Father Jeff's He's, parish. You know, I meant to bring their bulletin. It was pages and pages from <laughs> Women's Spirituality Days. Of course, they just hosted the Catholic Men for Jesus Christ. But um, soup and stations on Friday evenings, you know, like a, a light soup supper at six and then stations of the cross at seven. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it's, you have your social time, you could bring your whole family, have a light supper, chat, da, 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 but then you follow it up with a spiritual activity and, and how bonding that is, mm-hmm. you know, to build community. Mm-hmm. Bishop was talking uh, earlier about, he did Ash Wednesday, I guess at the cathedral or co-cathedral, and he was saying it was packed. And you said that, too, at your parish, St. Yes. Ash Wednesday this year was oh, packed. Spilling out I noticed the it at the parish, and I went to a parish across the, the way here in, in, New Jer- in Pennsylvania. Exceptionally so. Mm-hmm. But it was a noon mass, and it was it was pretty crowded. Yeah, well, I hope that's a, a good sign for what— you But know, they got to come back. I know, the Sundays to come. Well, well, we've been sustaining good crowds. You know, for Lent, I think people do come back. But stay, you know, don't leave after Easter, just— Maybe six weeks is a good time to form a good new habit. Yeah. But we had people in the in our um, vestibule, standing room only, and the entire church standing around the outside. It was more crowded than I've even seen an Easter or a Christmas mass. Wow! For Ash Wednesday, and it was a mass, though, right? It was a mass. Yeah. Did people and stay? They did, well, the thing was, or they get their ashes and book. You know, I think canon law says you have the ashes distributed after. The homily, right? But um, they said no. We're going to do it after mass because, for that reason, you do it after the homily. The next thing you know, the church is empty. They got their stage and they don't stay for the remainder of mass. They have exploding so they ashes a- for those who leave early. <laughs> 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 like when the, the bank robbers, you know, they, they explode. That's right. The uh, the, ba- the bags of money explode. Or something that burns. Maybe it'll burn a permanent mark. No, oh. you know what I'm about? They take the bags of money and they're hmm. they're it's, it's like got some kind of gunpowder or something in it. And they can they can they can uh, ignite it. Right. So if you put that ashes, if you leave early, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. so we did the ashes. What's the point then? They go and get mass. the ashes and they leave early. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, no. But that's where you need to step out of that comfort zone and ask somebody why. And just run out the door. Hey. <laughs> I say lock the doors. Hey, come back here. Where are you going? <laughs> I remember many years ago, um, 
many years ago as a priest at, at Queen of the Universe where we used to go. I was going to morning mass, and uh, Father, I forget which priest it was. But anyway, he was, he began, it was a 6.30 mass in the morning, and he, he started the mass. He said, I'm noticing a trend, and it has to stop. He said, after people receive, you walk out. He goes, I'm tired of hearing that door opening and closing during communion. And mass isn't over yet. <clears throat> Ooh. And, and, you know, I mean, that was very good. You know, I mean, granted, you know, it is a 6.30 mass, a daytime, you know, a daily mass. People may have to get to work. Yeah. But he said it's, it was happening more and more frequently with mm. more people. And he was getting. And another four minutes. I mean, really? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah so, you know, it was good. He spoke out and I think it stopped. Mm. I mm-hmm. had a little issue with them one time. Again, this is many years ago. God rest most of their souls probably by now. But uh, they would pray the rosary in the morning. It was morning mass. They would pray the rosary very fervently, beautifully. They all pray. And when the rosary stopped, mass did not begin. There were about five or ten minutes, and they would all start talking. Oh, I heard the bishop earlier talking yeah. about that, too, mm-hmm. about the volume. And, and it could be the only quiet that anybody—but you forget where you are. You are in church, you know. Right. And so I spoke out. I, I used to bring my breviary. Right. That and was I would time pray, for your morning prayer. I would, my morning prayer. And they would finish praying the rosary, and then, hey, listen, how's your, how's your uncle doing? They'd start yelling across the aisles. <laughs> and I said, you know, I said, I'm sorry, people. I said, I'm trying to pray here. And boy, did I, if, if looks could kill, I wouldn't be sitting here today. Isn't that something? And I was, you know, it just. There you were in church. I was in church. Where you know. one expects one Because it was in that pray. little day, it wasn't the big, it was the day chapel, a little right. small space. But it was very cliquish. You know, there was a little group. And God and bless them all. Catch, I mean, they were going yeah. to daily mass, and they would pray. But they I would think, try to use it also as a social catch-up Right, time. then they probably all got to breakfast after Mass. You know? yeah. and they, that's yeah. your time for talking. That's what Bishop was making the point. Yeah, like wait till it's over yeah. and you're outside. Yeah. The other day I was at Mass, and I won't say where, but I was at Mass. It was a Sunday. And this couple behind me were just talking like at the level we're talking at now, back and forth. And I'd turn around and look. I didn't say anything. They Is this kept, before Mass? Yeah. Mm. And I'd turn around again, I'd, and I said, Lord, help me because I'm about to lose it. I didn't say anything, <laughs> but my tongue. goodness, it was like they were just sitting there talking, like as you and I are talking here now. Wow. And it just, it just. Yeah. It, it's that, amazing. I, that gets under my skin, like the handshake of peace. Mm, mm. <laughs> Some people want to do away with that altogether. Well, you know, it's not really a part of well, mass. Well, I, went to, a, I to... went to a mass. I was telling Bishop, the mass, the, the parish, again, it's not in this diocese, in the Trenton diocese, in a neighboring diocese, oh, where I couldn't find the tabernacle, number one. But didn't they do something before? And it was one of those, one of those before we begin Getting to our know celebration. You. Say hello and greet each other. And oh. people are like, how are you doing? Oh, I hate that. I don't know. <laughs> not my thing. No. But the handshake, that, or the, the sign of peace is what it is. The sign it's of peace sign. doesn't it, have to be a handshake. Right. And I don't do it. I just, you know, I just put my hand up and extend. I don't extend it. And I have gotten some dirty looks. I get dirty looks anyway, no matter what I do. <laughs> you don't have to do a whole lot. <laughs> people just I don't know. You're like looks. a magnet. I'm just sitting there. Like people give me dirty looks. <laughs> Not everybody. The people who know me, who really know me, and what, what a very nice person I am. <laughs> Can you name any of those people? Well, Maria Cuccinella. Maria Cuccinella, yeah. yeah. And Monica. Yeah. And uh, hopefully my wife. <laughs> oh, that think you're nice? That think well, I'm nice. You're nice. Yeah, you I'm can just, be nice. I can be nice <laughs> when I want to. When I want oh, to. Oh, dear. It must be almost time to go. It is time to go. What are we having for dinner, dear? Well, next week when we're on Friday Live, I would love for people to text in what is your go to now? It's Fridays in Lent. 
Is it pea soup? Is it pizza? Uh, pizza. Pizza's a big one on Fridays in life. I guess so. Or tuna. Tuna fish. Salmon. So collect your soup. Just thoughts. soup. Just soup. Just soup. Just I soup. Mean, Vegetable soup. I feel like it should be a little bit of sacrificial. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you go out for a nice big lobster dinner? Nah, that, you're I don't not think really so. suffering in any yeah. way. You're, we'll you're almost out. doing better off than the rest of the year. We'll make that one of our texting. Yeah, uh, let us know what you make next week. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Grilled we got to go. Real okay. cheese. Have a great weekend. I'll be back on Tuesday. God, will. no, yes, I will with a repeat or a. We'll be on the. We'll be in the air flying. Or oh, that's right, Tuesday. So. Okay, but anyway, watch See us next soon. week, Wednesday and Friday, one o'clock uh, at home with Jim and Joy. God bless you. Have a good weekend. <laughs>